Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Timothy Lin, and this is Egoless Leadership Training. I focus on helping frontline and middle managers build better relationships with their team members and hope to bring more meaning and authenticity into the workplace. Uh, Last week's post introduced the ego dynamic of aggression, which was part one of a series called From a Culture of Aggression to a Culture of Empathy that I'm working on. So if you haven't listened to it or read it, it's worth taking a look at it to help understand this post, which is part two of this series, uh, where we go into a little bit more depth and exploration of ego aggression. Uh, So there's a link uh, in the post itself, and you can also find it on my Substack page. So we'll start this podcast with this idea of ego aggression's impact on behavior. So just as a summary, the dynamic here uh, and the way that I'm talking about it is that our egos each have varying degrees of these dynamics within us, these ego characteristics, let's say. And one of the characteristics of the ego is ego aggression, which we talked about uh, last week. And the resulting worldview of ego aggression is that um, it's a really unjust and tough world to live in. And so this worldview ends up resulting in ego activity and behavior that's imbued with a kind of deep-seated anger. And that's really where the aggression comes from. It's a stealing oneself against the world, uh, which on an individual level can manifest as this need to be the top dog at any cost. It needs to be the, the best, but in a kind of dominating way. So in extreme cases, the ego can project this onto the world, God, the universe, you know, whatever. So in other words, God caused this powerlessness that I experienced and God must pay. The universe caused this powerlessness and must be held accountable. Uh, The world itself, through its meanness, caused this powerlessness and Uh, Therefore, that's justification that I'll take what's owed to me. So the core belief of this ego dynamic of, you know, of ego aggression is that the world is unjust, that I need to be strong to survive. And strength in this case specifically means wielding power in the world. So as a result, the ego also views others as pawns or as a way to get the power that they want, which inevitably ends up making it difficult to be in relationship with others. So this kind of, let's just say, objectification of other people uh, tends to dismiss another person's value or uniqueness, particularly if, um, you know, in particular their feelings, um, because ego aggression and somebody who has a high degree of ego aggression will see others as weak and as an obstacle to feeling Uh, for them to feel secure and protected in themselves. So the ego that has this predominant, you know, ego aggression as a predominant characteristic 
tends toward aggression, obviously, tends toward blame and an overall lack of sensitivity. So, you know, when we um, bully others or put others down, the unconscious inner experience can be traced back to feeling, to the feeling of inner powerlessness. Uh, when we fail to consider others around us, you know, for the sake of accomplishing a goal, the unconscious inner experience is dominated by a belief that our survival, you know, my survival depends on um, me in a way being insensitive. And if I don't make it happen or make others do it, something bad will happen. So uh, in this view, there's no grace, no goodness. It's all up to us to make it happen. And so a hardness appears in these patterns because there's no room for softness. Um, the ego believes that it's the one to set the record straight, to make things right. And because of this view, the ego also dismisses any kind of vulnerability and sees it as a weakness and therefore ends up shutting down emotions and feelings in themselves and others. So, uh, you know, individually, this ego dynamic shows up in varying degrees. Um, you might just have some expression that's a kind of bluntness or boisterousness. You might just have a lack of refined sensitivity. Um, but in extreme cases, the ego's attempt at power really becomes inappropriate and without limits. So you can see that in Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Um, you know, the ego on this end of the spectrum refuses to compromise. It um, actually enjoys the cap capitulation of others because it supports, a, you know, a sense of its own power. So it uses aggression to intimidate and overwhelm others with intensity and loudness. So we can see how this worldview has been dominant in the workplace especially in organizations that don't focus on a culture of emotional intelligence and empathy. So collectively, the ego dynamic here of distorted aggression creates a reality, you know, that that's um, dog eat dog, you know, um, survival of the fittest must be necessary. And the leaders who have historically benefited from this worldview are the ones that manifest this dynamic more prominently, which you know further supports the worldview. So in Western culture, especially, we're used to seeing loud, decisive, um, more charismatic leaders and value their vitality and gusto because we, and, you know, we inadvertently buy into this dog-eat-dog -dog reality. So most of us will probably feel some sense just because we have egos. The ego in general has some sense of powerlessness. And so when we see a leader who is outwardly powerful and is exercising their power, we tend to mistake it for the innate intrinsic power that we're all seeking. And so, you know, a lot of times we put our lot in with leaders who are expressing a kind of ego power. And obviously we're seeing that in the world today. So the result is a top-down leadership approach that leaves really little room for others' input and an authoritarian kind of leadership style where control sits squarely with the leader. So 
you know, obviously there are benefits to this kind of approach, especially when organizations need a really decisive leader. But, but overall, we see authoritarian leadership as easy prey for ego aggression to run the show and become unnecessarily confrontational and intimidating. So we don't have to look far to see how the ego to see how ego aggression skews decision making regardless of the seniority of leadership so if ego aggression is the primary unconscious motivator we are making decisions through a filter and seeing situational threats where there may where there may be none uh, what's more is that ego aggression limits the number of different perspectives by the sheer fact that this aggression not only intimidates others, but also takes up all the air in the room. So generally, someone who's functioning with a high degree of ego aggression typically isn't making decision by committee. But the more significant issue with this is that they also fail to take into consideration the, the legitimate and important perspectives that others have. And inevitably, when enough of us are compelled by unconscious ego aggression, we collectively contribute to a culture that's allowed and in some ways rewarded things like position power as a way to impose one's will and perspective on others winning at all costs, even if that includes sacrificing the health and well-being of employees, valuing the loudest and most decisive person in the room, hyper-competitiveness and unrealistic goals, um, motivating through fear and criticism, uh, disregarding employees' feelings and input, and just having a lack of accountability by blaming direct reports for mistakes. So in a recent article, Forbes cited that 58% of employees quit their job due to toxic workplace culture. And that results in $223 billion in turnover costs on an annual basis. So out of the five different kinds of toxic cultures that Forbes outlined, uh, and they, the five are hustle culture, blame culture, every worker for themselves culture, um, click culture, authoritative culture, and fear-based culture. Uh, three of those have roots in ego aggression. So if you look at blame culture, and this is directly quoted from the Forbes article, um, Matt Earhart, managing partner at Summit Search Group, explains success is viewed as a limited commodity in blame culture, and mistakes are seen as personal failures rather than learning opportunities. So for this reason, employees cover up mistakes or defect blame instead of putting their effort into fixing the problem and preventing it in the future. And this creates an every person for themselves mentality with coworkers viewed as competition rather than collaborators and leads to gossip, backstabbing, undermining, and other toxic behaviors. For ego aggression in authoritative culture, this is also quoted from the article, 
in authoritative cultures, leaders don't respect the opinions and ideas of employees, making them feel less valued and dejected in the organization. They keep employees out of the loop because they feel those in non-management positions are inferior with nothing of value to offer. In fear-based culture, employees are silenced by intimidation, abuse, gaslighting, and domination. Employees will do everything they can to avoid punishment, including not taking risks or cutting corners. So you can see the flavor that ego aggression has in all of these different types of cultures. And obviously these characteristics vary in degree from organization to organization, but if more than half of employees today are citing toxic work culture as the primary reason that they're leaving, uh, we really have a long way to go. And despite all the efforts intended to improve well-being and retention, you know, despite increasing calls for culture change on social media, we're still up against toxic and aggressive work culture because, you know, why we tend to perpetuate toxicity is largely unconscious. So only when we can really come back into contact with our innate sense and experience of power will we be able to effectively stop the ego's compulsion toward external power and aggression. So when we realize our intrinsic power and the inherent goodness and security that simply is, so simply is true, that is how we are made and what we are made of, the ego can then let go of this filter of the world being dangerous and unjust. So it can let go of its need to impose power over others, and it can let go of its need to avenge its initial powerlessness. So next week, we're going to dive in to actually learn a little bit about how to understand ego aggression, how to dissolve it, what are the barriers to us truly experiencing and uh, knowing our intrinsic power. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information on Egoless Leadership Training, please visit my website at www.egolessleaders.com. You'll find a host of offerings for both individuals as well as team and corporate trainings. If you have a question, please feel free to drop me a note at timothy at egolessleaders.com or leave a comment. Thank you and have an awesome day.